0: I gave this three peppers. I gave it two and a half. It was like psycho hot. Okay, this book is what I'm classifying as trailer park hot. <laughs> Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Spice Rack Pod. We have a roller coaster read for you guys, but before we get into it, Sav, how are you doing? Well, I have felt better and I feel like everybody is sick. It is the period of time in the calendar year where people are sick and also seasonal depression is coming for all of us. So God keeps giving his battles to his toughest soldiers and I don't want to be a tough soldier anymore. <laughs> It's like, you remember like, last year, everybody's like, who has my voodoo doll? Like, uh uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. That's how I feel. Tell us about your heatless curls experience. This has been so funny. Okay, so, you know the TikTok heatless curls where you put the thing in your hair and then you wrap yeah. your hair around the thing and you have these, like, two curled around pigtails, basically? Yeah. Okay. I tried these on one day last week and then I was like hmm I feel like we were gonna have sex tonight I don't know I feel like when you become an adult Loki I don't know if other people do this so I don't have sex normally at bedtime and normally it's like it's not scheduled but like there's a cadence to it like you know what I mean and so I was like hmm we didn't have sex yesterday so we were probably gonna have sex today and I have this shit in my hair so let me just go let me go scope it out and see what the vibe was. He was like, yeah, I was planning on having sex tonight. I'm like, okay, so do I take these things out? Because <laughs> they were already done. I'm like, do I take it out? And he was like, nah, leave it in. And he grabbed the part of the t- <laughs> Listen, I was calling them my Martha Washington girls. I- Martha Washington had the best sex of her <laughs> life. <laughs> It was so dirty, and I was like, "Jesus, did the heatless curls do something to? I had them pinned up behind my head too, so I was wearing like a full halo of these heatless curls. He was hitting it from the back, and he grabbed the top of the thing where the thing is exposed, and I was like, "Oh my fucking god." <laughs> They didn't look very good next the next day, but I was like, <laughs> I think that this is my own fault. Like they probably would have looked better if I wasn't a whore. But apparently <laughs> Seth has a kink for these heatest curls. <laughs> I personally, at the ripe age of almost being 27, I can't curl my hair to save my life. That's I, so I just it's just not for me. I have been on a little journey because I got the shark thing. I was trying to transition from using a wand to using a curling iron. And then I started using the shark. And I told Emily this a couple weeks ago, these Gen Z girls can pry my wand and my Utah curls, like from my cold dead hands, the Utah curls reign supreme. I have like a little inch of uncurled hair at the bottom. I do not care. I'm, I'm done trying to keep up with Gen Z. I'm doing full hair rollers today, the full head. So I'm I just th- gonna stick with my my rollers. I don't, they don't look do good curl. in they, rollers. They don't curl. They just like blow it out. But my hair, my hair personally cannot save a curl. Like, cannot hold a curl to save its life. When I have a blowout, I look like not. It's not cute. <laughs> like, I need to quit trying. <laughs> I can't wait for my hair to finally like grow because remember they chopped it off too short, so I can actually like have it look like something when I round brush it. Everybody's been traumatized by a short haircut, so that's it's a right club that we're all a member of. I think it's um, what is it? Is it core moment? What is it when it's like um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, a core moment, it's a canon think... event. That was a the canon thing event. <laughs> I think you have a few canon events in your twenties. And one includes a traumatizing haircut and a traumatizing birthday. And a traumatizing friendship breakup. Ooh, the friendship breakup is like no other. (laughs) Like no other. So I think that you have those three canon events in your 20s. I also think one involves a man with a name that starts with J. Everybody has a J name. Traumatic experience. Sure do. It unites Uh. us all. Oh, do you consider yourself late twenties? Like I'm at like, what point? If, are, what? We're sick. Why do you have to kick me when I'm fucking? No, because we're about to be. We're about to be the same age. So I'm like, at what point can we no longer be in our early twenties? In my mind, I'm 24. Like, what do you yeah. mean? Like in my mind, I feel like we're in like the early twenties. We're not. We're fucking old. We're 27. <laughs> we're in our late twenties. That was such a rude question. (laughs) i have been thinking about it a lot today. My other update on life is that I have somehow been put in charge of my works Martin Luther King Day parade. Okay. And I try to keep it pretty low key, pretty cool at work. Like I am the personality hire. I go in. I have like when I go into the office, I'm like going to lunch and cracking a few jokes and coming home. They have never seen me not in my personality higher era. Last week, I've been fully, no one else wanted to take charge. So I went full Panhellenic president on these bitches because we are making a parade float. And I'm not going to look stupid in front of the entire city of Savannah. If we're doing something, we are whole ass doing it, especially if it is decorative in nature. I am a sorority woman. We are not going to look like fucking fools. So I had an agenda. And I put for unlike things that we still needed to do that nobody had taken accountability for. I put at volunteer and I said, we're just going to sit here in silence until someone comes up and takes credit for this. (laughs) There were like eight items and they were like, well, can you do that? I said, no, I cannot do any more than you are already asking me to do. So we will sit here in silence until someone decides to take accountability for this. That's the thing is I like, do not come for any sorority woman who had to participate in homecoming week. Exactly. I ran for Wait, homecoming home. queen. Listen, we are not, I know how to run a motherfucking parade. We are not going to look stupid. No. And like when Sarah ran for homecoming queen, any little bit that she needed to volunteer for, I was volunteered. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I ended up wearing a wig and singing, being the grandma and the fresh the fresh prince of ballet intro song oh my god i forgot about that yeah i put exactly emily in a grandmother memories. wig <laughs> she sure did she sure did i had i had any time sam needed me homecoming week i was i was signed up for something. how did that ev- evade my memory completely <laughs> that we have to find the picture let me go i made her get on stage they were performing the fresh prince theme song and in a grandmother wig she said you're moving with your auntie and uncle to (laughs) bel-air i was in a full mew mew i had a little suitcase oh my god i cannot believe we forgot i forgot about that personally i need to see if i can find the picture because this was just so funny Oh my god, what a timeless experience. Well, I went full Homecoming Queen Sab on these bitches this week, and I think that they were, they were like, oh no. But it got stuff done, and that's all that matters. It did, and I'm going to be on my deathbed making a balloon arch this afternoon. And thank god Seth is off tomorrow, because I was like, baby, I need you to come to this parade. (laughs) I need you to come and help me, because... Otherwise, I'm going to snap on somebody at work and it's not fun yeah. to be a complete cunt to people at work. It's sad, but once you get this balloon arc down path, do you know people pay like thousands of dollars for those? Listen, I'm in balloon art. Not sa- your little side business. What about you? What are you up to? Okay, so I finished my first week of school and teaching. Um, my students, I said, hi, I'm Miss Janova, And they said, we're going to call you Miss A. <laughs> I said, that's totally fine. So I got there early and the room was preoccupied by this douchebag rock professor and then so it's just like I don't like we're just not on good terms so I'm like sitting in like the little lobby area and like all my students are like looking like at me like looking around The there are like, people in your class like I think like her classmates I was like these are my students and so we all go to the room and I'm like standing and they're like oh like she's the professor <laughs> And these are just wholesome freshmen, baby-faced freshmen, oh, 18, almost 19 years old. I love it. Just sweet little freshmen. And then I have classes. Um, I do have to say, I used to love being a city girl. But now since I've like explored other parts of like out of the perimeter, I become a little bit less of a city girl. And here is case why. Thursday, my cla- my, seven o'clock- my night class got out around 530. 30. We usually get out around like 645. There's so much like traffic because they're just doing construction everywhere in Atlanta. Took me an hour and a half to get home. Absolutely not. An hour and a half to get home. I called my boyfriend and I was like, "Um, I have to pee so bad. And I still have an hour left. He said, well, I'm just going to order your dinner. (laughs) Because I was just like, I'm about to just rear end the person in front of me. (laughs) Because I'm just like, highways were blocked. The fastest route was back roads. Hour and a half to get home. When it usually takes me 23 to 20 minutes. So are you going to become a little small town cowboy girly now? Yeah. I really was looking at places in like Montana because that's fucking ridiculous. Like that, if you have plans, but sit in traffic for an hour and a half, you're not, you don't have any plans after. No, you have no plans anymore. (laughs) Agreed. It was just awful. But other than that, it's like fun, like being able to like walk in the city during lunch breaks, all that stuff with the driving. I just hated it. And then. So more of the outfits of the It Ends With Us has come out. And oh my there's gosh. one where he's wearing, like, a unicorn onesie. And, like, I don't know if we read a different It Ends With Us than, like, the wardrobe person. But seeing these last bit of outfits is I'm watching this movie at home. I'm not going to the theaters to watch this movie. First of all, I will stand by this. I said it last time. They made Blake Lively not cute, which is no. incredibly hard to do. She's a drop-dead gorgeous woman. They gave her this red, frizzy hair. And why is he wearing a unicorn onesie? At what point did he have that on in the fucking book? Never. Like, I don't know what Gen Z, like, who are they trying to, like, appeal? But it's just not. It's just not. I can't. It's not for me. I, listen, I'm out on Coho anyways, so it's fine. But, like. This, it's not it for me. I will not be in attendance. No, it's just watching at home. Justin, is it Justin Baldoni? Is that his name? Yes. Is he supposed to be the hot one that pushes her down the stairs or the, the like, hot, sad one that she ends up with? I couldn't tell you. That's the question that I have. Because if the hot one that pushes pushes her down the stairs, I shouldn't call him that. If the abuser is wearing a unicorn onesie, I think he uses he loses all credibility. Like, what the fuck? Why would he be wearing a unicorn onesie? Yeah, that's why I'm confused. Because he, he doesn't fit Atlas. He fits like Atlas this, more than he fits Ryle. That is true. That is very true. But he doesn't fit either of them. And they're too goddamn old to be playing these parts. Let's get that clear, yeah. too. Yeah. So. Also, if it's not Justin Baldoni, and if I said his name wrong, we are sorry. I went on a little journey last week when I was finally updating the pod for the first time in months, and I noticed that we had two potentially not so great reviews. (laughs) And I think that I posted on Instagram, but I am just going to read a little snippet of one of them. One of them said that we don't pronounce names correctly, which we're aware of. Okay. It's not a we problem. It really is an m problem, and we're we're and trying to get whoever, better. Whoever whoever wrote this review, I'm all I in my regular speech. I'm mispronouncing stuff. Yeah, this I has mean, been like this since I was a baby. At this point, it's funny. She called Julian Julian. Like it's funny. It is what it is. What's not funny is Brett six four seven five. Actually, it's fucking hilarious. On our episode covering Wretched, which was a Wizard of Oz spinoff, Emily and I make it like 15 minutes into the episode before we both acknowledge that we've never seen the Wizard of Oz. Or like I saw it when I was a baby, but I don't fucking remember it. This man left us a four paragraph review about how, first of all, not seeing the Wizard of Oz is very weird. Question mark. (laughs) He put that in there. Goes on and on about how we fucked up this Wizard of Oz Review and then he says, Most importantly, Wretched wasn't even a very good book. The fact that you gave it five stars, which we didn't, shows that you have not read much and don't have great taste on top of not even understanding what you're reading. Awful, awful idiots. I think we should make awful... awful, awful, awful. <laughs> I agree. I think we should make awful, awful idiots emerge. <laughs> like, we're not here for the plot, <laughs> yeah. Brett 6475, if you're here again, this is not gonna be a book for you either, big guy. <laughs> I hate to tell you. And I saw Wicked. So like we know the like we know the plot of like Wizard of Oz. Like, you don't saw Wicked after us. we read that book, yeah. though. Yeah, yeah. Bless it. I but mean, now, we didn't have a fucking clue. Now. Yeah. No. to <laughs> us. Whoops. Sorry. We've seen we're the kissing like 15 times, but I've never seen the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Have you seen, going back to Saltburn, have you seen the TikTok where Jacob Elordi is sitting next to the guy, I'm, I'm going to have to send it to you, I'm sitting next to that Barry Keoghan guy? Yeah. Hey, have you seen Barry that? Keoghan, right? I'm so proud of you. Oh, I'm about to send this to you. They have so just, much sexual chemistry. There's is is no way that this is like... <laughs> <laughs> this is like real. Listen, <laughs> Seth, Last night we were watching football, and you know Austin Butler and Barry Keoghan are doing this World War Two show on Apple TV. Yeah, I looked at Seth and I was like, hmm, that looks pretty good. And he goes, Oh, does it or is it Austin Butler and Barry Keoghan? <laughs> I was yeah. like, mm, I've been called out. Okay. Yeah, Alex said no more Jacob Elordi movies for a little bit. <laughs> I love Jacob Bellordi. I can't help it. Yeah. Do you want me to watch this TikTok right now? You don't have to, but it's just unreal. Oh my God. His feet dangle. Oh my God. God. I could watch this on loop at least 300 times. That is a sandwich. I'd like to be the meat of. You know what I mean. <laughs> that is Gary a- really freaks me out. He freaks you out. He freaks me out. He freaks me out. I yeah. referred to him yesterday as the little twink from Saltburn, and Seth was like, "No, man." Yeah. He oh my me. God, Brett six four seven five is gonna have a fucking field day <laughs> with our <laughs> views. We hope that you're listening. Oh, I saw Mean Girls the musical the musical the movie i personally loved it i felt like it was gen z's high school musical interesting but you have to know that it's a musical going into it or you're gonna be fucking furious but like there's a music note like it's been pretty clear that it's a musical i think yeah no, it has been because people are saying um i read this article where people are People like the older generation just need to get, like, used to things being musicals because, oh. like, Gen Z likes musicals. Gen Z is very into musical theater. Yeah. I just have such a crush on Renee Rapp. I think she's so cool. Yeah. So I will be – I'm just, like, don't – I don't really go to movies. I rather really just watch at home. So then I mean, that's definitely something I want to watch at home can't relate i love going to the movies i love getting my little popcorn bucket and my coke icy and just putting my feet up do you guys have like a pe- the pass no but it's like four minutes from our house oh that's really close yeah i don't it's at least like a 20 minute drive to a theater oh yeah that's less fun it's like super convenient i feel like for us to go yeah it's right there okay let's get into what we've been reading Yes. So what have you been reading? I, did you finish Manacled? hmm I did finish Manacled. I stayed up till two in the morning reading Manacled. Okay. I don't know how to explain this because I almost want people to go into it blind if they are going to read it. Basically the premise of this is that it stops, like it picks up at like Harry Potter Half-Blood Prince right after... Can I spoil Harry Potter for people? I think so. I don't think I should. Right after somebody really important dies, it picks up. Because you also haven't seen Harry Potter, so I'd be ruining it for you too. Anyways, the premise is that Lord Voldemort wins, and with all of the resistance fighters left, like the Order of the Phoenix completely wiped out, except for Hermione. And with all of the Resistance fighters left. It becomes like a repopulation program so it's basically The Handmaid's Tale and Hermione gets sent to Draco Malfoy. Interesting. It is soul crushingly sad. There's a little bit of um, rape. It feels weird saying rape on this podcast when we giggle so much but there's a little bit of that going on but there's also some flashbacks. It's just chef's kiss it was so good I will not be reading it again it was emotional torture but very good 20 something hours worth of a fucking fan fiction that I can say that I've read and it was worth it like you're glad that you did it I'm glad that I did it yeah I'm still thinking about it a lot I feel like I still have a lot to process and I would the thing is that I would like to read it again because I feel like I missed when you read a 20 hour book like there's so much that you've missed that you really need to read again, but I'm not in that I'm not mentally well enough to read it again, but it was good. That's how I felt with a love letter to whiskey. Like I would love to reread it, but I cannot go through that emotional roller coaster. I will never read that book because of how you've talked about it. I know, but it's so good. I think what makes it just so good is how she like personifies whiskey. Like, that just, like, absolutely just blew my mind. It's crazy because Candy Steiner is such, like, a fun, girly pop read. But then she has this one book that, like, emotionally crushed you. Yeah. But probably a top ten all-time book. And then I read Skin of a Center, which we're talking about today. Which is going to be fun. And then... Tinder is the Flesh is my next audiobook up and I'm I have had this on my Libby holds for like eight months and I'm so excited to talk about it and then I have no idea what I'm reading next so I finished Skin of a Sinner and then I'm listening to Until I Get You on audiobook so it's kind of like saying like dark like stalker buys but also hockey I just don't think the audiobooks are for me See, I like audiobooks for, like, a psych thriller or, like, a mystery. I cannot read a spicy book on audio, I don't think. Yeah, I just really, just really don't think it's for me. It's so convenient to, like, be able to read when you're doing shit. Yeah. Well, I, also I read think that... until I get you. I listened to it on audio, too, and I felt the same way. I don't think that's a book that you need to listen to on audio. Yeah, and, like, that's how, like, I think it really – so I read Powerless – I listened to Powerless on audio and I listened to Eyes on Me on audio. Loved it. But now I'm like really trying to get through Powerless on audio. And I just think that whoever's doing the narration makes or breaks it. Agreed. Makes or breaks it. A lot of the times it's not the men for me. It's the women that I find so annoying if their voice is off. Yeah. So I'm going to really try to finish this one. And because like I have like three months left on my subscription for audio, but for Audible. So I'm like, I may just power through hopeless and then see how I'll do for like the other two credits. Okay. Keep me posted on your journey. Do you, I remember when I started reading until I Get you, I went on and on. It was one of my soapboxes of what the fuck is a dark hockey romance? Do yeah. you agree with that? Or are you, do you like it? And now I'm like, what the fuck is a dark hockey? (laughs) Why do we have to have a dark hockey romance? Why do they need to cross over? No, because I think I have read so many like really good hockey books where like the main person guy is like a little bit darker, a little bit of an asshole. And that is just done so well. Yeah, like that's fine. I I don't need a crossover event of dark and hockey. I think the number one sport that would work with dark. I don't know why, but I think soccer would work. Mm hmm. I feel like soccer feels very European, and so that would feel like Russian mafia for me. Yeah,
1: like Let's I think you could see. do dark
0: soccer, but not basketball. Maybe like a dark tennis could be. Gymnastics has gymnastics has oh. potential. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Mm. Where's Mariana Zapata? <laughs> Mariana Zapata doesn't do dark though. No, but she could. Can I feel you like she could? Chantel writing a fucking hockey a dark hockey ro- listen like, i am so stressed about Chantel because i still have not read carnage her, no or her last one of like the ritual world damn did i lose that book the um oh, i was right here but she has come out with two more books so i was like i really have to like you get to it, get to it get to it So, job. You got shit to do. You got bills (laughs) to pay. (laughs) I really do. (laughs) So that's all I have. I don't know what I want to read next. We'll figure it out. So we're getting into it. So we're going to talk about Avina St. Graves. So from an early age, she has spent her days imagining fantasy worlds and dreaming fictional men, which spurred on from her introverted tendencies. In all her day dreaming, there seemed to be a reoccurring theme of morally gray female characters, love interests that belong in prison, and unnecessary trauma and bloodshed. Much to everyone's misfortune, she no- now spends her days in a white-collar job praying to every god known to man that she might be able to write full-time and give the world more red flags to froth over. Books by Avina include Death's Obsession and Skin of a Sinner, which we are discussing today. And then the dedication is to all the self-proclaimed good girls who want to be chased through the forest by a masked man. I'm not going to lie to y'all. I'm going to read whatever Avina St. Graves puts out. I really like her. I did too. I get like it, it was good. It was good. This book was unhinged, but like the writing was really good. The character development was really good. Like I'm giving it I'm giving Avina five stars yes i am too okay getting into the plot review isabella and roman are thick as thieves they found each other in elementary school and have stuck together ever since their sad stories are similar foster kids in bad environments trying to stick together in this world on bella's 17th birthday her mickey makes his intentions with her clear and then completely disappears Three years later, she wakes up in the middle of the night to find Mickey murdering her foster father and his son. After he kills them for mistreating her, Mickey takes her in his quest for them to start a new life together. These two make a Bonnie and Clyde style getaway, complete with new fake identities and breaking their ties to the cartel. Before they can make a clean break, Mickey needs one final fight to earn some cash and he risks losing Bella forever. However, these two end up living a life they love on the run together. Okay, this book was wild, but I did enjoy it. But I did not expect Roman to be like a boxer. The fighting stuff really did come out of nowhere for me. I truly gave this three and a half stars. It's, like, four stars, mainly because I was just, like, thrown off. Like, what 13-year-old, like, talks about, like, kinks and wanting to make a woman squirm? That really threw me off. The younger ages part just, like, really threw me off. For sure. And um, these two were just, like, really obsessed with each other. And I like how they're both morally gray, but he was way more of a little psycho than Isabella. I liked Rico, the friend. He made me giggle. And I just think that the friendship was wholesome because you have these two very morally gray men that are friends. Don't know there's nothing more love than a hunt. And that this book delivered with the hunts. I loved that he, so he killed like her foster family, but he didn't kill the mom, right? No. Because they never like say what happens to the mom. No. He and didn't then kill Jeremy. Mom. Jeremy was the one foster brother that like Bella loved. They were like had a good relationship. So I like how he made sure that like Jeremy was adopted by a good home and like helping like get into touch, like touch with each other. So him just like caring about Jeremy made me cry. And it just showed how much he cared about Isabella, but also Jeremy. When he took her to Disneyland, because that's all her mom wanted to do was take her to Disneyland. But her mom passed away before taking her to Disneyland. So I thought that was really sweet. While he was in prison, he was saving for her college tuition. If he wanted to, he would. And then there is this quote that I really, really like. It says, I can't wait to live the rest of my life with her, to see her the second I wake up in the morning and have her by my side at breakfast, to hear her laugh during lunch and smile during dinner, then have her in my arms and the lights go out. All that will matter is me and her. So yeah, he was psycho, but he was romantic. Yeah, like, he was a true psychopath but he loved her you know what loved I mean? her loved her like he was like so romantic <laughs> we need fucking help the love letters in prison bye oh my god the love letters sent me i was so sad for him we need like a truly discussion question do you need help <laughs> or are we a Okay, I think I got to the end. You know, I always read the acknowledgements in the author's note at the end. I think this is really important and frames how I thought about the whole book. So Avina says, We dark romance girlies love our deranged men. As a dark romance author, the most common question I receive is, what the hell were you thinking? Well, let me set the scene for you. It all started when I had just spent an unsavory amount of time scrolling through TikTok when I should have been writing, ingesting copious amounts of masked men content. There was a trend going around about how dark romance readers would react if they were kidnapped. Do you remember this? When it was like the masked men? Okay. Anyways... Fast forward a couple hundred more videos. I was then left alone with my thoughts for two minutes. Thought, God, how fucked up would it be if they kidnapped us and killed our family? (laughs) Then the other voice in my head chimed in saying, that's so fucked up. I'd totally read something like that. Another voice popped in adding, damn, I don't think that exists. 24 hours later, while I was at work, a light bulb went on in my head. I could literally just write this messed up book by myself because I forgot that I am, in fact, an author. However, many months and one or 20 mental breakdowns later, skin of a sinner will always have a special place in my heart. I love Roman with everything that I have, but I want to deck that man. If he were real, I would have a taser on me at all times. So when I read this book and I was thinking like, am I okay? Like, do I need to seek help? That was the point. The point was that you should love him, but you should also fear for your life if you are with him. Like, if you love him, you've been Stockholm syndromed, which I appreciate. That's how I feel about the Haunting and Hunting Adeline series. But she didn't say yeah. that. H.G. Carlton was like, mm-hmm. nah, I wrote a it. <laughs> Whereas Avina was like, like we all collectively need help. And if you are with <laughs> someone like this, you should punch him in the face. But like it is fun to fantasize about. I agree. <laughs> I was like oh, she's just like us. Yeah, she's just like us. Honestly, sits on TikTok and thinks about fucked up stuff. I actually did enjoy this book because it was a roller coaster. I thought Roman was really hot, but also like criminally fucking insane. I do enjoy a childhood friends to lovers, and I liked the obsessive nature that they had toward one another. This man was just, like, fucking crazy for Bella. Two quotes that I have. He says, when I'm in a grave, and even then, hell won't keep me from you. There isn't a god in existence that would keep me from you. Like, I don't want this, but, like, don't you low-key want your man to be (laughs) like, a little feral about you? Yes. Yes. And then he gets tattoos of like all of her favorite things and she's like oh yeah like I loved this and I loved this and he she asks him why and he says so there isn't an inch of me that you don't like like why do I see the appeal in that like I'm low-key I'm low-key living for it I also very high-key see the appeal of it yeah absolutely because what what else should your body be covered in things i don't like (laughs) like what else so facts i mean facts on god that's what it is criminally fucking insane absolutely unhinged but it was i liked it yeah like when they were doing the boxing scene i was rooting for him i was like like, hell hell yes king you got it yep (laughs) and it was very fucking hot let's get that clear yes it was when we talked about how we want a dark spicy book, if this book delivered, this is not something I'd be reading in public. No. <laughs> no. No. That's how I feel with the audiobooks. When I'm like listening in public, I'm just like I can't just be grinning to myself in public. Dude, I listen to the entirety of Until I Get You at work. <laughs> They'd be like can can you help me with something and be like actually, mm-mm, I'm <laughs> no. unavailable right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay i gave this three peppers i gave it two and a half it was like psycho hot okay this book is what i'm classifying as trailer park hot <laughs> like <laughs> it's completely unhinged it's a little trashy but it's just like very dirty and hot yeah trailer park hot like there's just like it was just down to the gritty there's nothing sweet mm mm. Jacob Elordi would not star in a film about this movie because he is high. He has high taste. We're not there. We're trailer park (laughs) Hot. He really liked going down. That was a big thing of Mickey's. And so she goes, Mickey's hot breath fans as my fans, my center as he groans. Fuck you. Taste so good. I yelp when he bites the inside of my thigh. I told you I'd make you scream again. Like, she woke up with him going down. Like, that was, like, his, like, Her nirvana. waking up with him going down on her and her hands were tied? Hot. Hot. Yeah. Hot. And then he goes, do you feel your cunt milking my cock?" He pushes out between pants as he continues his pace, stealing more pleasure from me than I can give. He said, I'm going to fill this. L- <laughs> it's awkward because people are home. Do you want me to read it? Yeah. Because you're whispering so quietly that I don't think I can I'm going to be able to edit this and make (laughs) it better. Okay. Emily has an entire family at home, so I'm going (laughs) to read her second quote. (laughs) He says, you're fucking addictive. Granted, this is hard for me to read, and I'm completely by myself. Do you feel your cunt milking my cock? He pushes out between pants as he continues to pace, stealing more pleasure from me than I can give. I'm going to fill this little pussy of yours and you'll feel me dripping out of you all fucking day. And you know what's going to happen tomorrow? I'm going to fill you all over again. I think if we walked into a church, we would like just alight. We would be on fire. As I went to church in the morning and then came home to read read this. this. Yes. That's a nice juxtaposition for you. Yes. I have one spicy quote, and it is, Beg me to fuck you, he growls, pulling my head back by my hair. When I do nothing but squirm against him, he says, That wasn't a question, Isabella. It wasn't a fucking suggestion either. Beg me to fuck you until the only name you remember is mine. Period. Period. (laughs) Period. It's like this stuff was not cringy. What he was saying when he was 13 was cringy. Cringe, yeah. But this, not cringy. I did really struggle with like the flashbacks, yeah, because they were this. They were like technically the same age. I don't know. It was just hard for me to like get through. Because I think sometimes you get the um a flash like flashback in her point of view, and then it'd be the flashback in his point of view, and then you're like, wait, I feel like I just read this. Yeah, and her point of view was like very innocent and very like demure, and then his point of view was like still equally sad like they both had really brutal childhoods but more of like I'm protecting her and like I'm obsessed with her already and he was like nine (laughs) yeah like they started like it was just a little bit too young for me yeah which I mean I was for sure boy crazy by the age of 11 so it's hard for me to like really judge but I don't think I was I don't think it was like that like, there was no grooming. Like, he literally waited to kiss her until, like, she was 18. Yeah. King. <laughs> okay. Let's get into some discussion questions. Sav, you asked, do we need help? I don't think so.
1: Because <laughs> you're able
0: thing- to catch this from reality. Yeah, for sure. For sure. The only thing about this for me that didn't hit didn't and I know you're about to talk about this. Number one was the Disney references, and number two was the over virgin, like being way yeah. into that we were virgins, and like I just didn't believe that he was a virgin, and maybe that's fucked up of me personally, but like I didn't, I didn't trust that. Yeah, I I don't think he was. No, maybe like I don't like maybe like penetrate maybe maybe but like you're saying that like orally i don't think so especially the obsession that he had yeah i don't know i guess though if you're in prison for three years like you don't there's not a lot of opportunities to get experience that is true he said he did read like romance books oh my god slaking I just don't think that we I just think that we're able to deviate between this and reality right and so escapism like we love him fictionally but I don't think we would love him as much realistically yes yes like I like to think that if we were kidnapped well (laughs) if we were kidnapped we'd be like no take me home yeah like please take me home (laughs) maybe the other day do you have full confidence that Seth would like be able to find you I have absolutely zero (laughs) confidence that man would be able to find me oh my god no fuck no do you think Alex could find you yes oh my god I have full confidence I'd be fucking dead (laughs) I would be dead as dirt like no fucking way yeah I think yeah I think I have full confidence I don't even have full confidence that he's going to take out of the trash. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> much less do I have full confidence that he's going to fucking find me if I'm kidnapped. I have That's confidence a- in, like, the FBI due to my Criminal Minds rewatch that I'm currently in, but... Uh, I can't watch Criminal Minds. It was crazy that I was watching Criminal Minds as I was updating our outline this morning, and it was literally a kidnapping. And I was like, hmm... This went two different directions. Like, we could have gone this way or we could have gone this way. No, criminal... Well, has something like... She was watching Law & Order SVU at the age of, like, 13. I I was not watching Law & Order at 13. Oh, I was watching Law & Order as a young baby because my mom really? loves it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was just like... I was not watching Law & Order. I don't even know what I was watching at 13. So, this was one thing I wanted to discuss. How do you feel about the Disney reference? Fringe. I just am not a Disney adult, so it's not hitting for me. No, him having the name Roman Riviera and wanting to be called Mickey gave me the ick.
1: Because I kept thinking about Mickey from Shameless.
0: I kept picturing Mickey from Shameless. Oh, that did not occur to me a single time. Yeah, but I was like, your name is Roman Riviera and you're going by Mickey? It was the Mickey Minnie... And then the mouse references that I just, like, I couldn't do. Yeah. Because I was, like, I'm glad that she wasn't named Minnie. And, like, he, like, oh, my God. Her, I I would've would've, had to it would have been a DNF. It would have been a DNF. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> like, I couldn't someone, have finished. Like, Mickey and Minnie plush toys. And, like, her going to Disneyland. But the nickname was not it for me. Mm-mm. Really, I think like we kind of got like a glimpse of like some of this like work that he was doing in prison. But for him to have like this much finances, there were just some gaps. Oh, it's because that he would bet with the Asian guy in his cell. Tao, Tao. Yeah, Tao. But th- they were betting a lot. Yeah, that's how he made all that money and fighting, I think. The fighting aspect made him hotter. I oh, don't know 100%. What I don't know what that says about me. But to me, that made him hotter. Because we like a blue-collar man. Have you read the um, LJ book, Where Her House Catches on Fire? No, I have not. Okay, I think it's one of my favorite LJ books. And um, the main guy is, like, um, an underground, like, fighter. And I thought that was really hot. I'm so excited because I have the LJ book pre-ordered. And I ordered a signed copy because... I mean, why not? It was the same price. You're the pretty either. reckless. The pretty reckless one. Yeah. I'm excited. Oh. I just like, I'm just excited. Did you see? I feel really bad. I think we have one UK listener, but do you see that with Kindle Unlimited, they still have to pay like $16 for books because of like tax and like currency and stuff? So I'm in this like LJ Facebook group. And the person wanted that book that's coming out, and it said that it would be, like, um, like $16 because it's currency and stuff and, like, oh, taxes. that's so lame. Yeah. No, the we definitely have some so listeners in the UK because we have Rosie. Yeah, we have Rosie. And so I was just, like, that's ridiculous. That sucks. Yeah. What's the most you would pay for Kindle Unlimited? Ooh, monthly? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Um, probably like 12 or $13 a month. Yeah, I think I'd pay max 15 Yeah. I think that's the thing. I think I would enjoy Audible more if it was cheaper. Uh, no, I can't even discuss it because I've said it so many times. Audible is a scam. Yeah. You have but to start using Libby and getting the I'm books from there. I'm going to go to the library this week. That's my goal for Friday is to go to the library. Okay, proud of you do that let's get into how we view roman i had no clue how to describe this man so i think i'm gonna refrain actually i'm just gonna sit this week out because i have zero fucking clue so to me he looks like the guy from netflix's like 365 days maybe he drives a sports car to me he was like semi-popular in high school but he was also jumping cars in his free time like he was like learning a little bit about like the the under like world. He definitely has sneaked an air tag in your purse <laughs> and put a tracker on your car. <laughs> like he has definitely like 100%. there is an air tag in all of your and all of your gear. He is super fit. He's not wearing matching Lulu. But to me, he owns like a CrossFit gym or like a boxing studio and he truly scares everybody who glances in your direction but i think he loves his grandma like no other i really picture this man to be an italian man see this is what this is what i'm having a hard time with is that he is italian i pictured him more like mixed i think but i can't find anybody who would fit it and this is really what my problem was he had money from being in prison and betting with tao but then they move into this, like, dingy, low-key, stolen house. And, like, I only want you to kidnap me if you are a billionaire. I'm not interested. No, truly. Like, they're all like, not only he kidnaps her, and then they're on the run.
1: Like, please With have your zero plan dollars.
0: <laughs> Yeah, like, I'm only interested <laughs> in being kidnapped if you have more money than God. If we are going to be broken, like, broke. And staying in motels, like, you can miss me. I only want to be kidnapped if I'm staying in the Four Seasons. <laughs> yeah, like, that's what got me. I was kind of, like, they were roughing it when they were younger. And they're still roughing it now. Yeah. Well, like, and then I we become van lifers, which you know I love. But, like, I don't want to do that. Yeah, I would do, like, a van lifer if I had a home. For sure. Like, a fun getaway. But, like, that's not yeah. my permanent residence. I cannot permanently do the van life no fuck no especially people to do that shit with dogs absolutely and, not and i'm just like did nobody call the police <laughs> like they're Pop? nothing Dude, when like... that cop saw her and her face was busted yeah. and shit, <laughs> i was like her whole family was rata like is there anything like so there's just some holes that i just needed to be fixed but i think part of it from the author's note is like you had to be delusional enough to just believe everything like you are not supposed to ask questions when you're reading this but again please only kidnap me if we're gonna be staying in five-star accommodations (laughs) i'm not interested in a motel or like a a tub in the middle of the woods (laughs) like i want room service and a plush room (laughs) Oh my god, absolutely. I want nice towels. If they're those scratchy motel towels, I'm not interested. Nope. I kind of struggled with the next section, with the boyfriend pyramid. But as you guys know, we have our scientifically proven boyfriend pyramid. At the bottom, you have ultimate friends with benefits, situationship, long-term, one night. There's lots of growth with – there's a lot of room to what ultimate friends with benefits could be. Then you have meet the parents. And then you have White Picket Fence, where you guys are just in suburbia, happy ever after. And then you have God tier, where you just have that extra, like, just something about him makes him God tier. So, Sav, where are you putting Mr. Riviera? I am putting Roman. Not Mickey, I'm calling him Roman. This is what would happen. He would be ultimate friends with benefits. One weekend a month. I would go missing. No one would be able to find me. I would turn my location off. I wouldn't talk to anyone for 72 hours. And then I would magically reappear with hickeys all over my neck. And I'd be like walking kind of funny. And nobody would ask me any questions because I spent 72 hours, one week in a month with Roman that's how I feel also in of benefits you guys are meeting in a different state you're traveling once a month all your girlies now you have your overnight bag you're going on a plane but it's not one and done like I'm coming back but yeah, I yeah, just, yeah. I don't need to commit to it full time yeah once a month <laughs> wine and dine and you're calling it quits <laughs> see you again next weekend and you only yeah. co- I, for me personally we're only communicating that weekend Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he sends me a plane (laughs) ticket in the mail to a P.O. box, not to my residence. And then I go. And, like, that is what it is. And then I come back to my corporate girly job answering my emails, my fake job that isn't real. And I, like, live life. And then I see him again a month later. Yeah. So, that's where I'm putting him. This was just, like, I just think that this book has sprinkles of haunting Adeline. Sprinkles of Serena, like it just had sprinkles. You can tell that Avina likes to read dark romance. Like, you yeah, can tell. honestly, it was fun. I sometimes like the books where, like, they make for better episodes where we're not like, oh, he was perfect, Hockey King. You know what I mean? Where we're like, hmm, <laughs> like, I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah, this was like a good read, especially since like I'm having a hard time finding time to read. Like, this was just perfect. Yeah. Quick and easy, dirty, unhinged. Okay, everybody, thanks for listening to this episode of the Spice Rack. <laughs> I mean, it was it was fun. It was <laughs> it was something. It was good. And you know what? I think the the silver lining of this is that we all found a new author to follow because I really liked Davina. So yeah. that's the win for this. Next week, we are going to revisit an author that we've done before. And read Real Regrets by C.W. Farnsworth. This is like an arranged marriage type of kind of dark romance. And neither of us have read it. But Emily read the prequel to this one and loved it. So I'm excited to read the second one. Yeah. And in this book, it says that um, you don't have to read the first book to understand what's happening in this book. So. Which is ideal. So, yeah. yeah, We'll see you next week for Real Regrets by C.W. Farnsworth. Bye, guys.